This is episode 27 with Taylor Gruy. Today we talk all about creating enthusiasm in your day and designing your life to discover and express your natural gifts. Welcome to 8 Billion Gifts. This is your host Sohil, a footballer, creative and student. On this show we talk to all kinds of people to discover their stories, their mindset and their unique gift. Hi everyone, today I'm joined by Taylor Gruy, who is a digital media consultant, human design reader, and podcast host. Taylor was born and raised in Arizona, a city that is very close to her heart. She's worked in marketing and digital media and has taken on her own freelance clients as a consultant for social media management and advertising. She helps brands elevate their online strategy, helps people tune into their unique gifts, and shares the stories of ambitious and inspiring humans. In 2019, Taylor started Unreasonable Enthusiasm, which is a podcast that is centered around the idea that we should all be embracing enthusiasm, something that we'll be talking about today. Taylor, how are you? I'm so good. It's so funny having somebody read about you or like talk about you. (laughs) I know. Thank you so much for coming on. How does it feel to be in a new year? It feels like a lot less stressful than last year. Um, I don't know if you know, but I didn't, I lost my job on the day before Christmas in 2019. So I went into 2020 with literally no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, just a lot of unknowns, terrifying, no income coming in. I had to figure out what to do. And now I'm just like in such a different place that I feel like I feel relaxed and I feel excited for like the stuff I built in the past year. Yeah, that's amazing to hear because 2020 has been and is, I mean, transitioning into 2021, it's still a difficult time for many people. So it's great to hear that you've been able to turn things around. And I know you started your own podcast and you're also doing all of this great online business. So that is awesome. Let's get everyone to know a little bit more about you. So share with us some of the highlights of you growing up and how you got into the position you are in right now. So growing up, um, I think I was always around business owners. So I always kind of thought that's what I would eventually do. My family owned a small Montessori school My for 25 years. We, they just sold it this past year. Um, not anything to do with COVID. It was just always kind of in the plan that, that was it was time to move into the next chapter. But seeing that, I always wanted to have my own thing, but I never really knew what that thing was. I've always been a very curious person. Um, my dad always jokes that, he would, he used to tell me that I, I wasn't allowed to say the word why anymore because I just would always be like, why, 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 which makes sense that now I have a podcast. Cause I just ask people questions all day. <laughs> um, but very curious person. I knew I wanted to, um, I knew I wanted to, whatever I did feel like I was helping people. That's, I feel like is true for a lot of people. Um, and I just didn't know what it was. So I kind of dabbled in a bunch of different things. I, in college, I studied film and television production, um, because I just wanted to take classes that I liked. I didn't want to take classes that felt like they were a lot of crazy work. Um, I just wanted to graduate and get the degree. And I started my first business in my junior year of college. It was in network marketing and not sure if you're familiar with network marketing, but it was in like the telecom energy and banking industries very boring. Um, (laughs) decided that that wasn't an industry that I wanted to be in, but I didn't really know what I wanted to be in. I was super interested in personal branding though. Like I was super interested in social media. And this was when there wasn't like 
social media, like the idea of building a business around a personal brand wasn't super normal. Um, but I loved the space and I was super interested in it. So I started working for a marketing agency and kind of learned the ins and outs of branding, social media management, um, social media advertising. I did a lot of blog writing for small businesses, managing that stuff, and then moved into working with luxury brands with a different agency. Um, the past three and a half years, not including 2020, I basically was working for an agency that turned into a digital magazine. And so it was kind of all this like natural progression of the only really decision I made of change of direction was when I moved from the business to the marketing agency. And then from there, it was kind of this like natural progression of things just kept showing up. So the agency turned into a digital magazine, which turned into me kind of managing an entire brand, a luxury brand across the board of like email marketing, social media management, brand, influencer management, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but at the end of 2019, I had started a podcast in November. I knew that again, it was always this pull of, I know I want to have my own thing, but I don't know what it is. So when the idea of the podcast came to me, it was like, maybe this is my thing. This felt like a platform that I love. I love having conversations with interesting, inspiring people. But I kind of in my head was like, I'm not going to start my own business for another two to three years. I'm going to let the podcast grow on the side. I'll keep this job, this safe, secure paycheck that I get from somebody else. And I'll grow this on the side. And then just got pulled out from underneath me completely out of the blue. Uh, I still don't really understand why. I have like speculations of why. I think it had to do with the podcast kind of being like conflict of interest, but still don't to this day have really an answer to that. But it ended up being obviously the best thing that could have happened because it sort of forced me out on my own and was like in a year like 2020 where it's not like the job market was just booming. <laughs> it wasn't mm, yeah. <laughs> the option of just going to get another job was just not really there. And I had no choice but to figure out what I could monetize, what I could make money at. And so it was like, these are the skills that I have. So figure out what to do with them, Taylor. <laughs> Yeah. So thankfully I had the podcast to keep me sane and have sort of something I was putting my energy into, but that's really like it, to answer your question in sort of a long winded way. That's kind of where I ended up now with my own business. That's interesting to hear how everything played out. There's always an opportunity in every difficult situation. And for you, part of that was creating the unreasonable enthusiasm podcast, which I, I love the idea behind unreasonable enthusiasm for myself this year, I'm practicing being more enthusiastic and being more energetic. I know a lot of people are in that same boat. So share with us, what is the message behind unreasonable enthusiasm? So unreasonable enthusiasm was this phrase that came to me in the most strange possible way, which really isn't strange for me because if you know me um, and you follow me, you know, I'm a humongous Taylor Swift fan, like enthusiastic to the max fan of Taylor Swift, but it wasn't something I ever really shared. I was always, and I, you know, I, and I never really went so all in on being a Taylor Swift fan. I was always like, I'm a fan of hers. And I was kind of in this really weird time in my life where I just like needed more excitement in my life. I was like, I was like, I'm, I don't know what that business is. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know if I love what I'm doing. And I think when you're in this place in your life where 
the, your life doesn't look how you want it to look. You're not doing the things that you want to do. You're just kind of stuck. It's really hard to go energetically. I don't know how spiritual or woo woo you are, but, um, I'm pretty up there out there with that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But so it's really hard to go energetically from my life doesn't look the way I want it to look. And I don't know how to make it look the way I want it to look to, oh my gosh, I'm attracting all these insane things. All the things I've ever wanted are happening. I cannot believe this is happening. Like that's a huge leap. And for me, when I was in that state, it would, all I could think to do to get myself out of that state was to just look for things to be unreasonably enthusiastic about. I just needed to like change my state is what I felt in my body. And Taylor Swift announced that she was releasing a new album. And I just got this feeling like I was like, I just want to share this. And I kind (laughs) of want to be overly expressive about it in a way that seems really unreasonable and stupid, but it feels fun and it feels good. And why, why not? And so I got on my Instagram story and I was like, this is the week of unreasonable enthusiasm. And it was literally just like the words just came out of my mouth. And I was like, I'm just going to share my excitement for this. And I don't care if you think it's stupid. I don't care if I think it's stupid. I don't care if it's cliche or silly. This feels good to me. And so after that, I just kind of loved that idea, that word, unreasonable enthusiasm. It's like enthusiasm with no reason. Like it's so unreasonable to think that that is something that should create excitement in your life, that much excitement. But it really changed kind of, I think like chemically my body, like I, like it literally changed the way I felt. It felt like suddenly I was looking for other things to be that excited about. And other people I could see were like, I love Taylor Swift too. (laughs) It was kind of this thing where they felt like they had permission to do that. And so when the idea, I, someone literally messaged me and was like, when are you going to start a podcast? And when I read it, my head just was like, that's it. I'm starting a podcast. It's unreasonable enthusiasm. And this was like early 2019 and then ended up launching in November. And so really it's just like a way of living. It's like the, the way that I want to live my life. And I also think on the deeper side of that, it's kind of a way to get everything you want out of life. Yeah. I love how that came about. And it's so true about changing your state. Sometimes all it takes is changing our state and allowing ourselves to enjoy life more and to be more enthusiastic about what life has to offer. Because too many of us are on autopilot and are just going through our days day after day doing the same thing. But if you just change your perception, if you change your state, there's just so much more that life has to offer. And so this is a really cool way of living just because it elevates your life. Is this something that the way I think about energy is it's something that you can generate. So it's not something that you have or you don't have. What's your experience with living this way with being enthusiastic? Is it something where you can generate it in the moment if you wanted to? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, um, I think there, I think there's a lot of layers to like what energy is obviously. So in this way that we're talking about it, how you're saying using it to kind of change the state that you're in, I think like I said, it's so sometimes when you're in that place where nothing looks how you want it, sometimes the only thing that you have to get excited about in life is you're like, I'm not super, I think like old age or like kind of like old spirituality is kind of like 
think happy thoughts and suddenly your life is going to change and everything you're going to have everything you've ever wanted. And sometimes in that state, you're like, there isn't anything really in my life to be excited about right now. But Taylor Swift just came out with a new album. So it's kind of unreasonable reasons to be excited, creating reasons to be excited in order to, for the sake of excitement, you know, for the sake of enthusiasm, because you want to feel that feeling, because that feeling in your body is the same feeling that you feel when you're doing what they say to do in, you know, manifestation and spirituality or in the kind of the old way of manifesting everything that you want it's that same feeling. So that yes, to answer your question, you just generate it. It's it, you can create enthusiasm out of anything. Like that's why and we do um, episodes called spark your enthusiasm. Uh, my jo- my brother, Jordan is my producer and we kind of created a segment for him that he sort of has just run with. It used to just be one kind of like random story that he wanted to bring attention to kind of like a almost current events type thing. But now he also even has this like segment of the Geordie report where he talks about national holidays. And so he like lists off the national holidays that are coming up this week. So you have a reason to be enthusiastic. It's like that. It can be that done like national pancake day. Yeah. If you're amped on pancakes, you can create that enthusiasm in your life just about pancake day for what reason? Uh, I don't know because it's pancake day. Do I need a reason? (laughs) (laughs) I love how you don't need to have reasons. Like it's something that you can just decide to do in the moment. And that's how it should be. Like, as I mentioned before, there's so much out there. And sometimes it's just just about changing our perception on things and allowing ourselves to create the emotions we want to feel and the thoughts that we want to have. This idea of living life with unreasonable enthusiasm is just living life with more joy and being more happier. It's just a less cliche way of saying joy in the journey. Like I just hated that phrase, Yeah. but that's how I want to live my life. But Mm -hmm. this is just like a more, to me, a less cliche way of saying that. And what's important too is, as you mentioned, finding ways where that enthusiasm can spark from. Like you mentioned, your brother found that one way. Uh, For myself, sometimes when I decide to go and exercise, I just become more enthusiastic about life and I feel more energized. What are some other ways people can try and find that enthusiasm within themselves. I think paying attention to the things that interest you. Um, I think that it's, I think you probably have heard this before, but that the things that you have interest in aren't an accident. They are kind of, you know, signposts for the direction you should be taking your life in. I think we inherently know the things that we're drawn to. I think the world, they like the world tells us that we should be more focused on things that, you know, make us money or are going to generate success in our lives. And we tend to forget about the things that we're just naturally drawn to. So for me, human design was one of those things. And it just constantly was just like interesting me. So a great way to generate some enthusiasm is like, you know, just diving into things that you're interested in. Maybe it's, maybe it's like art or maybe it's dance and maybe you can find somewhere even right now in the middle of a pandemic, like you can, there's people doing like dance cardio classes online, like find someone that you can take little dance classes and stuff online. Or for me, it was just human design. I, I just kind of got super interested in it and just immersed myself in it. And I didn't really know. It's not like I knew why 
I was researching this thing that I was super interested in. I just wanted to understand myself better because that's something that excites me. So I guess finding the things that you're naturally drawn to and giving yourself permission to go in all in on them. Yeah. Finding your interests is huge. And one thing that's very interesting is as you dive into those interests, the 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 deeper you dive in, normally you'll find more things you're interested about in that topic too. So it's just taking those initial steps to dive into the things you're interested about. And if you don't have enough things that you're interested about, it's just trying new things and finding that that activity that sparks that enthusiasm or that energy in you. Now, one thing I'm really interested to get your take on is how can we transfer that level of energy or enthusiasm to other people, especially if there's someone who is unmotivated, is in a low energy state? How do we positively transfer that energy without being too pushy on them? It's a great question. Um, I think it has to do with this is something that I have to work on a lot, too, because I tend to be... um, kind of a fixer. Like I want to go in and and like fix people's problems. And I just kind of the way that I work, I can like see, I like, I'm like, I'm seeing someone struggling and I know how to help them not struggle and I know how to make them happier. But the truth is that at the end of the day, it's not really, for the most part, it's not your job. Just depend. I mean, there are people that are just amazing at that and that's, they should jump in there and try to help people. But I think the majority of times It's really like, I tend to think of people as like, that's their journey. This is my journey. And like, they're going to get there the way that they're going to get there. And you ask, how do you transfer your enthusiasm to those people? Like, you know, I think what you're asking is like, how do I inspire other people to care about this? How do I inspire the people around me to also want to do this? And I think the best way to give people more enthusiasm and to inspire people to seek more enthusiasm in their life is just to live it yourself. I think the best way to do that is just by almost like not thinking I need to tell them to find enthusiasm in their life, but really just focusing on you and saying, how do I make more enthusiasm in life? And when you create that kind of energy around you and you show up with the people in your life with that kind of energy, it's a, it's, it's like attractive, not in the attractive of like, like dating attractive, like attractive of like, they can't keep their eyes off you. They want to they're like, what is she on? What? Do, how do I get some of that? And they're naturally will be drawn to that if that is something that they're drawn to. I think at, at the end of the day, it's never really your job to tell people how to be. It's just your job to be how you are. Yeah, that is a great answer. Just showing up and being that example yourself, elevating the energy with how you would be truly living. And then if they decide to attract that energy and rise to your level then wonderful and if not you did everything you could you can love them yeah you can love them just love them Mm -hmm. and like say you know what in your head you're like I'm sending love to them I'm sending enthusiasm to them I'm hope I'm wanting that for them in their lives and like I think when we give people room to be who they are like you know what you resist persists persists So when you're like focusing on someone in your life who is just not doing what you think they should be doing, you're perpetuating that cycle with them. Like you're going in there and you're actually cause you're part of the problem. But when you start to create space for people to have their own process and to seek things for themselves and just kind of looking at people with like almost the word that's coming to me is like wonder, like you're just, you just like, look at them like, Oh, I wonder 
I wonder how this is going to play out. I wonder how they're going to find that themselves. I wonder how they're going to work through that themselves. You give them the space to show up differently. And the creating space was great because if you get too close, if you're always there pushing them, well, then there's no motivation for them to actually push and make progress. But if you create that space, then there's finally some some room to play with. Something just came to me that I feel like maybe this might be helpful. Um, This is something that it's so weird that you bring up this because this is something I've seriously worked on in this past year that um, when you jump in and like, let's say you can see, for example, how someone can help themselves and you jump in, you're like, Hey, listen, here's, here's what you need to do. Here's how you fix it. Here's the process that you should do. It works for me. You can do it too. It's almost like you're basically, if you, and you do that over and over, you tend to do that over and over again for the same people. You're actually like creating a pattern of them relying on you mm. to fix them. They're, they are not that you're thinking that you're teaching them how to, you know, work through their stuff. But at the end of the day, you teaching them how to work through their stuff doesn't that it takes away their own sovereign, like inner voice. Like everybody has that process internally to do that. Like everybody is naturally like those things are showing up in their life because they are naturally being drawn to those lessons and they have an internal voice and an internal guidance that is going to help them work through that. But when you jump in, you're doing that voice a disservice. You're muting their voice. You're turning down the volume on their voice and you're saying, listen to my voice. And it's your voice. It's not your voice's job to do that. It's the, it, what the best thing you can do for someone is to jump in and say, I trust that you are capable of, of handling this. I trust that you know exactly what you need to do to get where you want to go. I trust that you have that. Cause then if you've created that pattern with them of like, Oh wait, you're not going to fix this. Suddenly it, they have to figure it out themselves. And then they have to start listening to that voice and they have to start developing the, developing the ability to, solve those things on their own and work through those things on their own. And that actually is what causes them to transform and move forward. Not you giving them how you transformed and move forward. I had to learn that (laughs) this year. (laughs) And trust me, when you like learn that it you're, it's like so much, it's a much more easeful experience. I did it. Like I started doing it recently and I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) that was so much less energy on my part. I didn't have to do anything and they figured it out themselves. Yeah. And I'm really curious. So the, for the people you've had those interactions with where you have been able to give them just the right amount of support to empower them. Have you noticed that they've been able to make that progress more so than before? A hundred percent. Nice. A thousand percent because they're experiencing that lesson because they came here to learn that lesson. You didn't come like you're not supposed to fix that lesson for them. If they don't learn that lesson themselves, it's going to constantly repeat itself. And every time it repeats itself and you jump in and fix it for them, they're going to have to do it again because they didn't learn it. You learned it and you fixed it for them. So once they break through that, then it's like, oh, wow. That was like so much faster than it was all the work and overexertion of energy that I put into trying to fix it. All it took was like one little ounce of my energy to say, you got this. And they just did it themselves. Yeah, we often think we got to put all we got to put everything on the line to help someone. But sometimes the more effective way to go about it is to just put in the right amount of energy and then let them take control of their own life. 
Yeah, I think that that is conditioning, that we've been taught that we have to be selfless and that the way that we help other people is by draining ourselves and like basically putting ourselves in the fire for other people. And that's not true for most people. Actually, it's not true for anybody. For the majority of people, you folk like there's a specific way that you can exchange your energy with people in the world that is a lot less, um, I don't, if you're exchanging your energy properly, you won't be depleted. You won't feel exhausted. You won't feel like you're not getting your message across or it's not working and it's not being effective. Um, that's kind of where, um, human design comes into play with me. I learned that I'm more, I, I, I tend to be a fixer because I can see. So I'm a projector. I don't know if you know much about human design, but I'm a projector and kind of one of our gifts is that we have the ability to see people very clearly and see people, see what they need very clearly. And so for me, like when you have that sense, it almost, it makes you feel like you have to jump in and help people, but really I'm a guide. So projectors, you're not necessarily supposed to go in and fix everybody's problems, but you can be there as a guide to like push people, help like kind of sift people in the right direction. And so when I learned that, it kind of helped me shift that, that exchange of energy and it's much less draining. And so there's other, um, energy types too, which kind of explain how you're supposed to exchange your energy with the world. Like even like manifestors, for example, are supposed to be super selfish with their energy. Generators are supposed to be super selfish with their energy. The way that they give energy to other people is by focusing on themselves, saying no, like, literally doing everything that lights them up, generating as much energy in their body as possible so that they're living the most excited, happiest life that they possibly can. And then energy spills over to other people. So that's the way that they give energy to other, to other people, not by taking all the energy they have and forcing it on other people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really interesting. And human design is something you're really passionate about and experienced in. And it's something I barely know anything about. And I'm sure a lot of other people listening don't know enough about. So give us give us the human design 101. You shared a little bit about human design here, but I would love to know a little bit more about human design and why you decided to get into it. Yeah. So I think I think I'll tell one story to kind of share like kind of what moved me in the direction of seeking a tool like this. So a while back when I had my first business, I was pushing, pushing, pushing to try to be like this kind of like hustler mentality, hard, like hard pushing person, like no sleep, work every day, that person. Yeah. And it always felt so draining and so exhausting. And I was like, okay, well, this is how you're supposed to feel when you're becoming successful. And I had this, this um, mentor of mine who was, like a multimillionaire. Everybody knows him around the world. Like he was like, he's one of the most successful people in that industry. And I asked him and I said, um, he had said in one of his videos or one of his like, uh, trainings, it was like, you should ask someone that you're scared to ask, how do I occur for you? And it'll tell you basically, it'll be telling of like, because when you're working with people, it's super important to know how you occur for people. So I asked, how do I occur for you? And he said, Oh, like a happy cheerleader. I was like, okay, well, does that work for what I want to do in this like industry? And he was like, oh no. So basically he said to my face, who you are is not going to work to be successful in this industry and in what you're trying to do. 
And at first I was like, oh, okay. So I have to become that person in order to be successful. So how do I become that person? And then it took, after a little bit of thinking, I was like, no, I want to figure out who I am at my core. What are my gifts? What am I good at naturally? And what does that person do for success? Like, how do I become successful being that person? And so I kind of went on this journey of like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. And I don't even remember how human design came into my life, but human design is really just kind of the roadmap to your most authentic self, the roadmap to how to live your life in a way that you like experience the path of least resistance, kind of figuring out deconditioning everything that the world has told you that you're supposed to be peeling all that back and saying, no, this is who I am. This is how I'm designed to exchange energy with the world. This is my gifts that I came here with. Okay. Now what do I do with these gifts? And so it was, it, it gave me so much when I've learned about it, it gave me so much permission to be like, Oh, that's not who I am. And it's okay that that's not who I am because I can still achieve that level of success but I can do it my way and I can do it in the way that feels energetically correct for me. And I can do it in a way that feels good and a way that feels like I'm in flow and that I actually like feel fulfilled in what I'm doing and actually happy because I was miserably unhappy being someone that I wasn't. And so first it just started off as me trying to figure out what I wanted to do, (laughs) what my gifts were and what I was supposed to do. And then my in in developing my interests and figuring out what my unique gifts were and human design sort of kind of blossomed and into a part of that and realizing that it gave how much permission it gave me to be who I was I felt really called to share that with other people and share that and be like hey you have permission to be this person you have permission to trust yourself because the way you're designed, your human design also helps you with how you're designed to make decisions. And that for me was always really hard because I always felt like I had to rely on other people to tell me what I was supposed to do with my life or the direction I was supposed to do. And every next right move, I always relied on someone else to tell me that. I never had this like inner trust in myself and human design really gave me that. Yeah, it seems like too many of us are living are living based on what society tells us to do or what we thought, like how we thought we're supposed to live. And our life turns into this process of discovering who we really are. And for too many people, it takes way too long. So to have such a useful resource to be able to peel away those layers and get to who we really are and how we want to feel and what we want to do, That is very interesting. I will say right here before I I don't want to cut you off, but notice how you said people want to find out who they really are. Yeah. So if you think about that, you want to find out who you are. Aren't you who you are? Mm. So the only reason you aren't who you are is because you have layers and layers of layers of things on top of you of who you aren't. So there's no, there's no need to go find out who you are the process is unbecoming. It's not becoming who you are. It's unbecoming everything you aren't so that you can actually be who you are. Who you are is already there. Who you are exists. I'm looking at you and you're you. 
the, all, the, the only thing that's standing in the way of you honing in on your gifts and putting all of your energy into, I don't know you, uh, like, I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying like in general, that is stopping you from tapping into your gifts and trusting your inner guidance and doing all those things is that the world has told you all the ways that you should do this stuff. And so you're trying to be all these things that you're not. So human design just helps you peel back the layers of conditioning that the world has put on you and say, oh, there I am. Oh gosh, that feels like a weight lifted off my shoulders. I don't have to put all my energy into being this thing. I can remove that because that's not who I am. And then suddenly it frees up all this energy to like be in the rest of my body where it needs to be. Not just your body, but you know what I mean? So how do we start peeling away those layers? What are the next steps we can do to find out who we really are? Well, if you're, I mean, so human design is a tool for that. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of tools out there for that. I mean, there's, you know, working with a life coach, there's working with therapists, like therapists, like doing trauma work and doing your shadow work and like releasing limiting, limiting, limiting beliefs. That's a form of peeling back who you aren't. For me, I just, human design has been the most powerful tool for that. So that's why I kind of went into it. And I'm actually going to be offering, I'm going to be starting offering, um, doing one-on-one readings. I don't know when this episode comes out, but mid January I'll be doing, I'll be starting to offer readings and we can look at, it's like basically a map of your energetic DNA and a roadmap to like how to do that. So if that's a tool that you feel called to, because like I said, there's so many tools out there. This is just a tool. Then um, find me on Instagram and book a reading. And I'll, we'll help work through that with you. Make sure to check out Taylor. All her links will be in the show notes. So you can find out more about human design and the awesome work she does. Taylor, I'm wondering, because you we talked earlier about um, being careful with the way we we shift that enthusiasm and that energy to other people. And you've noticed that this past year has been a huge transformation for yourself in that area. What other areas have you either redesigned or improved or changed with this filter of human design as we're entering this new year? Okay, great question. Because I think also, um, so the world which is interesting. So I kind of have this like backwards conditioning. So, you know, you'd say the world tells us in order to be successful that you have to be like disciplined and consistent and, you know, focused and strategic. So that's what the the, like current state of what success looks like. So I've always kind of been this like anti everything. So when I went through that process of, I don't want to be any of those things. I want to go figure out who I am. I sort of like went swung the pendulum the opposite direction and was like I'm going to be relaxed I'm going to be unstrategic I'm going to be inconsistent I'm going to be undisciplined and just see what happens and so I kind of made up the story in my head that um no I'm just like a go with the flow person I'm not strategic I'm not any of these things because I just felt like I don't know why But actually in my human design chart, I'm actually designed to be very, I'm actually, it comes, discipline comes very naturally to me. I'm really designed to be very consistent and strategic in the way that I go about things and specific in the way that I go about things. And when I saw that, it kind of annoyed me because I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm not. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, well, all of this, it's supposed to be an experiment. They call it the human design experiment. So it's kind of take what you learn from your chart and then try it. See if it works for you. 
If it doesn't work, I always say like, if you don't like something, just leave it. I, you don't need to take everything from it. It's a tool for you. It's not a belief system. It's literally just a tool. Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, fine. Everything else I've tried has worked for me. So why don't I try this one on? So going into this year, the thing that I've really shifted is like being more disciplined and like super specific about how I plan my time. Because one of my biggest things is that when I started my business, one of my biggest fears was that I was going to be exhausted again, that I was going to be running myself into the ground and working 24 seven or working 15 hours a day and hustling and like doing all that. And I just don't resonate with that. I just don't. And so when I started my business, I was super committed to making sure that I maintained space in my life. Like I don't want five days a week, week packed with meetings back to back to back and work back to back to back. I just don't, that is not energetically correct for me. And so that was super important to me. And so I realized I was like, okay, Taylor, let's try being disciplined with our time. Let's try being strategic with our time. And so now I have this like crazy whole like system where, (laughs) and I get so nerded out over it. Like you should see my calendar is insane. I have, it used to be, so I started off um, at the end of last year doing like three hour chunks of like deep work every day. So it's like, oh, now I have these three hour chunks that I know I'm going to have to complete work that no one else can touch. And now it's shifted to chunks of time that say hold for space instead of that. So And it's like, I work around that. So that means, so for me now I'm realizing that now I know on my calendar that there is chunks of time that I'm holding for space. I'm holding for nothing. Nobody can touch me. Nobody can talk to me. Nobody can schedule anything with me. And I can do with that time, whatever I want. And so for me, that's being strategic and that's being disciplined with my time. And so human design was like a lens to answer your question. A human design was kind of something that sparked that in me like let's try it and I'm total nerd about it now (laughs) I love that whole process you have going on because one as I was doing my 2020 reflection one big thing I wanted to improve was discipline and I'm already pretty disciplined but there's always room for growth and a couple of the things I've been using the these first couple of days moving into the new year is similar to what you said about holding space I've been putting my phone on airplane mode And I've just been focusing on the primary needle movers, the things that I really want to do. So I love that idea of holding space because that space there is a space where you can be your true self, where you can work on what really matters to you. And it also sparks a level of creativity that the other spaces in your day just won't spark. Yeah. And I'd love, I'd be super interested to know what your human design is too, because maybe that's not energetically correct for you. You know, maybe Mm. you're a manifesting generator and you have this amount of energy that you have to exert throughout the day so that you can lay your head at night and not have, and go to bed and actually fall asleep and not have this like over like stimulation of energy and anxiousness. So maybe that isn't energetically correct for you, but maybe does that feel like something that you're like, wow, I want, I need that. I want space. Does that kind of feel like you resonate with that? Yeah, it's felt great so far. I love having those chunks because I get so much more work done in those chunks than I do um, in, in other chunks of time. And it's not just about getting the work done, but it's also the feeling I have when I'm in those, mm-hmm. in those spaces of time, it just feels so much more natural to me. Like focus. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, I, I love it. I nerd out over this stuff too. 
<laughs> Let's finish off with a couple of quick fire questions. So these can be answered in a sentence or a couple sentences. And the first one is, what activities and hobbies bring you the most enthusiasm? <laughs> well, podcasting for sure. I like thoroughly enjoy these kinds of conversations, even though I'm on the receiving end this time or on the yeah. interviewee end. Either way, I just love having inspiring, like even sometimes just funny, silly conversations. So that brings sparks a lot of enthusiasm for me. Big TikToker. I love TikTok. You know, all the dances. Like I that definitely sparks some enthusiasm in my day. Like I don't do it as much when I lost my job. I literally made like five TikToks a day because I was just <laughs> I needed something to like put my energy into. Yeah. Um, now I do it. I mean, I do it now for like, you know, work, branding, business, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, but that actually brings me a lot of joy. I'm a big skincare fanatic. I like live first my skincare routine in the morning. Um, those are just a couple of things that even just like throughout a normal day, they spark a lot of enthusiasm for me. And, you know, outside of that, I feel like, um, I think just spending time with the people that I love, which has been really hard this year, obviously. My family is like my everything. My brothers are my best friends and spending time with them makes, brings a lot of enthusiasm into my life. Nice. I like that. If you could catch a plane to any place in the world right now, where would it be? Oh God, that's so hard. I need a beach. I need a beach so bad right now. Um, uh, only because I've never been there. I would love to go to like the Almafi coast, like Positano, just because it's so pretty and like so Instagram worthy. So if I could book a flight, that's probably where I'd go. How is it in Arizona right now? Is it cold there? It's chilly. It's still like, I mean, I was, I did a spa day last week to end the year. And I mean, I was in a bathing suit with a robe on by a pool. So it's not terrible. It's, it's not beach weather though. And mostly like, yes, the weather's nice, but like, I need to get out of my city. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Like I will literally take a beach anywhere. Yeah. Like I don't even <laughs> care. I just want to go. I'll book a flight anywhere. I don't care. I don't even care if it's snowy. <laughs> <laughs> what two questions would you ask to get more information about who a person truly is? I would say, what's your birthday and what time were you, were, were you born? Because that's how I get your human design chart. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What three qualities are the most important to you in a strong friendship? I think um, somebody who is incredibly supportive of other people's success. I think it's really hard to... One of my biggest struggles growing up was feeling like I couldn't be the biggest version of myself because I was scared of making other people jealous or that they wouldn't like me. Um, and I think people that are not intimidated by other people's like big dreams, big goals, big personalities and feel like just as excited about their own stuff. So that's super important to me. Um, people that are, you know, like, in, like they want to work on themselves, like they're interested in having those kinds of conversations uh, because I mean, that's where my brain goes all the time. So, <laughs> and I think people that like generate, and I mean, this is cliche because this is my podcast, but like people that have enthusiasm for life, you know, like I want people next to me and taking people around the world with me and doing things with me that have the same sort of zest for life that I have. I love that. What is your unique gift? I think, I think. I'm still trying to, you know, I mean, there's always like this process of like 
really trying to hone in on the one thing. I think it's hard to figure out like what that one gift is, but I think that I have a really strong gift for taking complex things and explaining them in very digestible ways. You know, I'm someone that I, when I do my own personal work and I kind of work through my own stuff and have my experiences, like hard experiences, good experiences, all those things. Like I thrive on taking those experiences and turning them into like a lesson. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, my gift is sharing that in a digestible way that feels relatable to people. That's a special gift. I like it. And Taylor, what's a final... It took me a long time to hone it. (laughs) (laughs) What's a final message you'd like to share with everyone listening? Something jam-packed into 30 seconds to a minute as we're all entering this new year. I think the number one thing that I've learned and that I hope that other people can do is to trust themselves. I think that there is no single person or book or anything outside of you that knows what you are meant to do more than you. You like, I just feel like I put so much stake into, like I said a little bit earlier, into what other people thought I should do with my life, how other people thought I should be, who other people thought I should be instead of just listening to myself and also that you can trust your own inner guidance more than anything outside of you. Like you have an inherent knowing everybody, there's different ways Like we're all kind of designed to have that sort of like guidance system in a different way, but you have that. And there's no human on this planet that does not have an internal guidance system that they can trust 1000%. And I think the number one thing that you can do in life is learn how to trust that guidance because it is never wrong. Trust me. I like that message. Taylor, where can we connect with you and find out more about the awesome things you're doing? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tay Gruy. It's T-A-Y-G-R-E-W-E. Same thing on TikTok usually doing much like dumber things on TikTok, (laughs) just making a fool of myself on the internet is just my forte. And then um, the podcast is pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, It's unreasonable enthusiasm. And then you can follow the podcast on Instagram at unreasonable enthusiasm. Amazing. Everyone make sure to check all that out. Oh, and then if you want to, sorry, if you want to book a reading, sorry, you can go to, it should be up mid January. So if you're listening to this after like the 15th of January, um, you can book a reading on my website and that's Tay as well. T-A-Y-G-R-E-W-E.com. Sounds good. Everyone make sure to check all that out. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 8 Billion Gifts podcast. Check out the links in the description if you are looking to get connected with this week's guest. This is a great platform to expand your network, connect with people who come on, and to learn something new at the same time. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring a new story and mindset. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing, and have an amazing day.